Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. What I am. Understand? I don't give a damn. This is who I am. That my dose of culture game over, soldier. I'm cool. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures. I feel them the dopeness and proper dosage. I crank up the focus to get it amplified. Fill it in the skillet, but still it's some bigger fish to fry. Designed to recline and sip the chateau. We'll do it live! Uh, that is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. May 29th, 2019. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me ever so shortly will be Cameron Hawkins, Hawkins, co-host extraordinaire. Uh, Again, it's Wednesday. It's the East Coast cast. We got topics out the ass. I mean, it's just, boy, I mean, just Vegas alone, but a lot of stuff happened on TV, too, and uh, it's not not all about me. Uh, But, yeah. Before we get into all the subjects and uh, the shenanigans from the last week, uh, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent information. <clears throat> if you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways of going about that. Way number one, hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Give us a call. Oh, damn. My, uh, my DiGiorno's. <laughs> Glad I said the timer. Forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do it. Hit us up on the Constellation Line. Give us a call. 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. Um, the other way to have your voice heard is to give us a call on our voicemail line. You got three unadulterated minutes uh, on the voicemail line. So, uh, yeah, you got questions, comments. You got a rant in you. You got three minutes. So hit the uh, hit the voicemail line, 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. You can always uh, shoot us an email in the old school way. Find us uh, at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Once again, that's East Coast audio show at gmail.com mailbag is always open it's constantly being refreshed make sure you uh put in the subject line uh or somewhere in the body of the email somewhere that you are vip or non-vip or you are vip and you want it read in the non-vip whatever you're or you're non-vip but you don't want to answer your question and you want to contribute to the vip i that's allowed no problems with that. But yeah, hit the email. Um, Twitter is always an option. Find the show on Twitter at East Coast uh, East Coast at East Coast Cast. God, geez. Trying to get all of that Vegas poison out of it. <laughs> at East Coast Cast, Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Uh, find my personal Twitter at Trap Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. This Carmella Mandy match would have been like 
was right at the top of the women's division in 2007. Right? Like, quality-wise, like, level of wrestling ability. Like, it would have been like, oh, some passable women. They're really good-looking and slim. They don't look like fighters, but they're simulating fighters. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, find us on Twitter. We all kinds of conversation happening there. Follow Cam. He's the one that, the, 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 the chatty Cathy of, of the uh, East Coast cast hosts. He's always got something going. All kinds of subjects. You can't pin that guy down. I mean, I thought you can pin me down. You can't pin Cam down. You got all kinds of. Just check him out. <laughs> uh, in the last bastion of Get Added, you find us on Facebook. Fan page can be found at facebook.com slash the PW Torch East Coast Cast or just search East Coast Cast or you know, PW Torch. You'll see the East Coast Cast fan page among the family of Torch pages. So, yeah, so give us a like and, um, you know, post it on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, you know how that works. Uh, shout out to Scott Wagaman. I'm not sure. I think that sounds familiar. I think I gave him a shout out before, but in, in case I didn't, shout out to you for liking the page. Um, so, yeah, in lieu of uh, Cam not being here for, for the headline, I'm, ha- I'm actually in the middle of SmackDown, as you heard uh, a moment ago. <clears throat> so, if I was in the air. Actually, I was... Uh, actually, I got on the airplane and was looking in the group chat and saw them talking about SmackDown. I was like, "Fuck, it's you know five o'clock," and I, I just was I just completely for, forgot. And I looked, it was already, um, or it was like five forty-seven, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna go to sleep." Yeah, I could have watched the rest on the tarmac, but it was fine. Um, so unless so if something like really big happened that's like oh my god this is the <laughs> end all be all story of the week um, but I don't think so I mean I think the story of the week again it's not all about me but I think the story of the week is double or nothing I mean AEW in in a fit, uh, running their first official show under the AEW moniker and backing and TV deal. I mean, if you think about All In and Double or Nothing and what happened in those eight months, so September 1st, so all of September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, nine, almost ten months, uh, of course, almost ten months, so less than a year, they were able to (laughs) take what was and I'll use the the uh, not epithet. What's the uh, when you use something as a uh, oh crap when you're using oh man fuck anyway it's it's uh, I threw myself off trying to think of words sorry um, but but they went from a glorified t-shirt company I didn't want to use use the uh, starts with a P. Travis, come on, put prudential. That's not it. <laughs> Somebody yelling their screen or phone. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, but they were a glorified t- uh, uh, t-shirt company. I mean, it was something to that. But boy, did they show everybody, right? Like, I mean, in the in the most dramatic way you can in in the way we do things and we in the way things are done in in pro wrestling and entertainment. <clears throat> the best thing you can do is succeed. Um, so not only did they have a sold-out show in Vegas in the MGM Grand, but they announced their next show, and I'm not going to talk about Moxley stuff yet. They announced their next show, sold out a bunch of t- – well, that didn't go – those tickets don't go on sale until June 14th or something, so we got two weeks. But their Fighter Fest show that's happening in Florida sold out less than an hour yesterday or today. Um it's the momentum is there. It's just, it's obvious. Um, and all of that momentum, not all of it, but the, 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 the sexy stuff, the TV deal, the, 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 the name, the actual official name of AEW, all that kind of stuff. Tony Khan, G Khan, all that happened in the last 10 months, all the really, really sexy stuff. And that's just so quick. I mean, Man, this is, and and then we jump to Monday. Or no, let's not jump to Monday. I'll save I'll save I'll save Raw for for when Cam uh, uh, jumps in and, and Sami Zayn and things that <laughs> occurred from there. Um, but the show itself, it went off like, you know, without a hitch, uh, production wise. I, I didn't see it on TV, so I don't. I didn't hear any big bad things, so I assume it was fine, like the camera cuts and uh, all that. But it went off without a hitch. It was a profession. You know, I've been a bunch of shows, TV tapings, WrestleManias. Uh, it went off like a damn show should. Apparently, a, a ref botched the thing, but you know that's that's in the ring stuff. That that's not you know you don't want that, but it's just a, a tough break. Um, but it was good. And it got so much, that crowd in the arena was just rabid for it. You know, they were just so ready. And I just, I can, you know, you can kind of extrapolate that and, and think, okay, there's probably a million people in America and maybe even a million five. Uh, uh, and then whoever knows about global things. I mean, that's a whole different market, but let's stick with the U.S., and once this gets on TV, they have All In 2. If they're oh, all out, they're not even calling it All In. All Out is in September, back in Chicago. It's going to sell out in, you know, uh, uh, supposedly I'm going, but who knows? Hopefully we can get tickets. But that's going to sell out. And last year, all, uh, uh, Double or Nothing sold out in four minutes. So All Out's going to sell out probably, you know, for sure, less than 10 minutes. And when they come on TV in October, November, whenever it is, I I think because of where Raw ratings are, I think we could see a repeat of 1995, September 95, where Raw and Nitro split the audience. Uh, and, and I don't even mean split it. I think they're going to bring their own audience. AEW's 
people are going to be watching AEW that aren't watching Raw or SmackDown. For sure. A giant part of their, uh, of their audience are people that don't watch Raw and SmackDown. Certainly not on the regular. So if Raw, that day that they debut, and, then, and it's not head-to-head, like 95, but, you know, Raw and SmackDown that week are still, you know, toiling in the 2.1, 1.8 ratings getting you know 2.2 million people to, to show up and and uh, or if they have a particularly bad week football maybe especially raw has a bad week um, and they come in and do equal or slightly under let alone you know just slightly better and imagine if they do it's like well, like way better. Like I said, imagine Raw does a 1.72 and fucking uh, T uh, AEW, whatever they're going to be called on, you know, Wednesday nights. <laughs> I assume that's where you're going. Um, does a you know 1.9. So imagine that. That would just that would that. Whew. I didn't get to live. I didn't live through the. Uh, I lived through it, but I didn't watch the. Ninety-nine. Some people be like, "Oh, that's the best stuff," but you know, I was becoming a man. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, this would be fun for me personally to see firsthand in the twenty-first century way, because it's more than just TNT and versus USA again. It's uh, proper. It's you know, TNT streaming and Hulu views and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know. It's TNT. Can I go watch new episodes or last week's episode of, you know, uh, well, Law and Order is like NBC. Uh, could I watch um, Brazilian Vibes or some shit? I don't know. Fucking TNT show. Could I go watch that on Hulu? Or are they like, no, we got, you know, one of those types. Because they might want to rethink that. Leave for their wrestling. Like, they should allow their wrestling stuff, the AEW, to go into the woods. <clears throat> I'm not sure how that would, if they could just do that, if they have, you know, contracts and stuff in place. We'll, we'll have to see. But, um, but it's going to be goddamn interesting and exciting. And I wasn't even the biggest fan, like, back to the, the show itself in Vegas. I wasn't even the biggest fan of the show. Like, I'm not the target audience. I, I mean, I am because I, well, I'm a wrestling fan. But I'm certainly not the the audience that's, uh, that's like, their day one. I wouldn't, you know, when they're talking 5 and 10, 25 years from now, they're still around, you know, our day one fans. Like, yeah, I was there, but, you know, kind of because it was, you know, I'm certainly not one of those guys that was screaming at their heads off and stuff. It's just I'm here more for because <laughs> I'm, I'm happened to be here. But I was glad to be there. And I was excited. I don't want this to sound like uh, shit on AEW in any way. No, 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 no. I want these guys to (laughs) succeed, do well. Um, And then we got the Moxley effect. Uh, Boy, oh boy. This was timed just so well. And, And I know a lot of things fell into place. But 
just the momentum going into going into your first show, having the big surprise. Because I I thought it by by the time the end of the show, I was reserved that Moxley kind of trained myself to start saying that um, wasn't going to be there. Not even thinking like, well, he's a main event guy, maybe he'll show up in the main event. And I was just I was just cool with that. I was fine. I was like, this has been a good show. Especially the second half of the show was terrific. Uh, first half, not so much. Again, mostly because I just don't have a lot of context of who a lot of these people are. I don't really care about Trent, uh, uh, Trent Beretta and, and his pal and the guys that attacked him. And it's just so it's just it's all quality of match and the matches were fine. Um, but the second half of the show was really, really good. Um, I could have done without the Cody. You, you, my brother, stuff, and and I'll explain probably later. But I thought that was the psychology with that was uh, not correct. Well, fuck it. Why go later? His wife hit him and hit Dustin in the head. Uh, Cody's wife hit Dustin in the head with a hammer twenty minutes earlier, and you know he was cheating, doing everything to win, and being a bastard. And after he beats him, he's like, "Yeah, I need my older brother." I just thought that was kind of bullshit. So, um, that's just me. Uh, but be that aside, it still told a hell of a story, and and uh, and the match was good. <laughs> and that crowd, man, that crowd made that show in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, but Moxley showing up at the end, attacking Jericho, attacking the ref, then not only attacking Omega, but you know. Well, Omega fought back, so maybe it's he, he he thought he'd give him a little something extra. Takes him up to the side to the top of the set with the stack of uh giant poker chips. And uh and uh and and, and need him in his already broken nose <laughs> and then threw him off the thing. Put him on fireman's carry and uh and uh, threw him off the, the gimmick, the set. And, uh, yeah, and two, the most, I want to, I was there in 01 during, in 01, when did Austin start going back, babyface? Was that, it had to be November. I was at a house show in Trenton, and Stone Cold was champion. And that was probably my first time seeing him live in that crowd. You know, it was a house show, but still, it was full. That tells you it was 01, or it was suddenly fuller than it is now. And it was just a lot of people in that place going nuts for Austin. But recently, or at least, you know, not 18 years ago, that might have been the loudest. Okay, WrestleMania, it's hard because Brian's, and you know, yeah. Quadruple, quintuple the amount of people in the Astrodome. Or I'm sorry, in the uh, in the uh, goddamn uh, New Orleans Dome. I can't think of it. And same thing with Texas. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't even say it got loud in Texas. That show was just such a dud. Drew McIntyre just laughed, just chuckled at Elias for the. The idea that he's the new 24-7 champion. He just said, <laughs> I said, wow. 
I got to stand next to the 24-7 champion and act like this is a big deal. Wow. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, so that show, wow, again, the crowd had so much to do with it. The the wrestlers, I think, especially the ones that I'm not very familiar with, just, like, how would they come across to first-time viewers? Well, I don't have to, I don't have to, like, guess like I normally do with, like, WWE stuff or stuff that I'm, you know, watching consistently and know who people are. So I really can, I had that genuine first time feeling, first time seeing the Lucha Bros, you know, first time paying attention to a Young Bucks match. I'm like, when did they, when, when were, have they always been super athletes? <laughs> and then that's my little hyperbolic with the super athlete part, because if they're super athletes with, you know, like Cesaro or Bianca you know, Belair or somebody that, you know, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> but man, I did not know they could do the kinds of moves and effortlessly and gracefully and, and spot on and 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 looking like they were in a fight. It wasn't an acrobatics match. It was because you know you got those lucha guys in there and they that's kind of the nature of the match. It's a high spot match essentially. But in the context of that kind of match, like boy, I, I was. So impressed. And people that have been watching Lucha Underground and <laughs> Young Bucks match for 12 years are like, yeah, fucking welcome to the club, late guy. But it's, but being there live, especially, uh, watching, you know, you're tempted to watch the monitor or the big screen when you're at arenas sometimes, at least I am. And, uh, but they were the kind of act, that was the kind of match, those two acts. Wait, Charlotte and uh, and their tea buddies now? <sighs> okay. Wait. So wait. So uh, she's on SmackDown. Is that the damn? I don't have the volume up, so I assume that's one of the wild card rules. Is she even gonna wrestle, or does she use a wild card rule just to have tea with Charlotte backstage? Like, couldn't she just do that without using them? Again, I don't, I don't care, so I don't know what's going on. Are they going to cheers? Oh, God, they cheated. They toasted. And neither one of them had their pinky up. I'm going to talk about classic tags. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, anything more on Vegas or on Double or Nothing? Hmm. I didn't know Nyla Rose was trans, like, watching her, like, watching her just in real time wasn't until well after the match, like, I'm just going, uh, maybe in the group chat, maybe in, uh, I forget, but somehow I found out, I was like, oh, oh, that's cool, I didn't, (laughs) you know, that's, uh, wow, that's interesting, um, Awesome Kong was a great surprise. Oh, I was a little disappointed <clears throat> with the, and again, context is king, with the SCU click, you know, that stable uh, uh, crew, because I, I I just had been hearing so much about them the last year. I just thought they would, 
be better than they were. They were fine. They were just, but I just didn't find it particularly intriguing, at least for the first the first time around. So that was a little, yeah. But getting to see Asia Kong wrestle, that was cool. I never thought I'd see that. That match was. I couldn't believe how over that match was with the crowd. Like, I knew none of those people. I knew Asia Kong, and I, I think I knew a, a few of the other women in the match. Uh, but that crowd, that, that crowd. Um, wait. On me? crowd. Man, she started one of them, uh, one of the smaller wrestlers. She did a lot of off-the-top rope moves. She starts the uh, doom, 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 you know, the stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, and the crowd, like, it didn't take, this, by the second uh, second go-round, they were everybody in unison doing those shows. Man, so just sitting back and watching how over everything was that's not going to last long. Everything, things have to be good. I mean, it's not, you know, this is like a euphoric kind of coming out party in a sense, in a lot of ways for the fans too. And they want to, they want the audience, the watching audience, that is, and people like me that aren't uh, overly familiar with the product and the people, um, to uh, to understand that, you know, that this is good. And they need to continue watching. I hope people that watch on pay-per-view call, because I want, I haven't gotten a real perspective. Some dribs and drabs, and mostly about JR, calling Japanese guys Chinese. Oh, oh, that's how I found out Nyla Rose was trans. Rich goes, JR just called Nyla Rose uh, a trans woman, an interesting, an interesting, oh, he goes, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think JR knows Nyla Rose is trans. He just said, she's an interesting type of woman. And I was like, Nyla Rose is trans? And the group can't. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Girl, my bad. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> uh, it's one of those, um, you know, like, uh, in, uh, glad I didn't, I wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't one of those, mm, I'm trying, I, I want to smash kind of moments. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, conversation with myself. Okay, Mandy, or, or, or uh, what's her face is wrestling. Um, Lacey Evans. Okay. Wait, so she, wait, the segment was just like, she, she was just like in a dress and a hat and gloves, drinking tea backstage. In her wrestling attire. Okay. Um,. So yeah, and, and and Vegas itself. I mean, if you ever been to Vegas, you you, you know what kind of debauchery is. It's just I just came home last night and drank so much water, you know. And, and I'm sure my stomach and organs and bloodstream. It was like the and I'm 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 very much exaggerating because I did have you know some water. I did buy some a couple of. Uh, or whatever all things the war. <laughs> but I drank so goddamn much that doesn't you know. My lips were so dry by like Thursday. 
fucking dehydrated. Give me a Literally, Craig had a ugh, Bud Light too. Craig had a goddamn two cases of Bud Light, and I was like, we leave tomorrow. Uh, what, what are we gonna do with all these beers? He's like, I'm drinking them. I was like, you know, like before we go, they're gonna they ain't gonna be there. And I was like, I can't let this motherfucker drink like. Uh, whatever it was at that time, 15 beers. Even though that's probably nothing to him, but I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. So I started chugging Bud Light, like, thinking, you know, idiot. Dehydrating shit, drinking Bud Light, and blocking Red Bulls when I was at, in the casino. <laughs> oh, okay, not me. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Cam's still uh, uh, just, uh, indisposed. Oh, there he is. Oops. Not you, Boris. Cameron Hawkins, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Not much. How's everything? I'm well. I hope you're using this time to, to tell your Vegas story. It sounds like that's what you're doing. I think that's an effective use of your time. Yeah, I, I, I talked about the, the actual show itself a little bit. <clears throat> being in there, not being, having that first time, you know, fan, you know, I always wonder, hmm, I wonder how this comes across to people, to do it, fans. Well, I don't have to ask mm-hmm. that question. It was like, yeah, that was me. And we're fans sitting there watching in this arena with 12,000 people going ape shit over everything. Like, deservedly so. Yeah. But you could still tell it was like, they were, they were like, we're here and this is, We've got all this energy pent up, and we can't wait. And I hope the not I hope I know they do. You know they take you know note that they can't. You know they can't uh, you know, play with those emotions. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I spent the last couple like I was saying, I spent the last couple of days chugging Bud Light in the hotel room with Craig, uh, so he wouldn't uh, drink himself until the blue and figured out to. Very professional. I like the um, 
I don't know if you guys got to see yeah, the Cody uh the Cody Dustin like promo in arena. Um but that was that was good to watch. Um seeing how, how that came across. Um I think the only thing I didn't like, like the Bucks walking in from backstage, kind of their quirky uh you know, personas coming across and then Kenny Omega, like that wasn't really for me, but uh yeah, I thought, I thought it came across. Really well. <laughs> it once it was once it was explained that that was uh the, the gift of the kid with the computer. I was like, oh, shit. Totally. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Omega. I mean, it's just not for everybody, certainly. Yeah. Not for a lot of people. Probably. But, yeah. Um, that was, I like how they got that out of the way. It didn't, uh, yeah. like, once it was time to, oh, shit, Lacey attacking Charlotte. Like once, it, once it was time for action. And just to get kicked in the face. What the fuck? Yeah. What was the point of that? Alliance. <sighs> but yeah, um, and I think that, you know, that that's a, it's a good show. Um, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Um, I didn't even see, like, a whole lot of complaints from people you would expect to complain about it. Um <clears throat> You know, so good that that certain people who, who don't need to be named are <laughs> are pushing this idea that the two companies are in bed with each other. Um, you know, I thought that probably the coolest yeah, thing from a production standpoint, yeah. from a production standpoint that you wouldn't have gotten uh, yeah. being in the live arena. Like, apparently Jim Ross did not know John Moxley was showing up, and so to get his reaction to what was going on. Was, was really cool. And what um, was it? Just like, just classic kind just of excited JR? Just yeah. really hype, yeah. Um, you know, probably like from a from production standpoint, the only thing that didn't come across probably exactly like they wanted to was, was Bret Hart presenting the title. Um, I mean, couldn't get that shot. I don't think it from the show at all. Like, he showed everybody the title. Um, did, you, did you get a good shot of it on air of the title? Yeah. Like a good well, it's funny. I, I think you did. You got to see what it looked like, but it wasn't until Cody posted that. Um, it wasn't until Cody posted kind of the video of the up close when you were like, "Oh, that looks good." Yeah, because yeah. I think it was like because I got that uh, feeling uh, in real time. Like, because I'm kind of looking at him, I'm looking at the big screen. Uh, I'm like, "Wait, did they get that good, Brett? Stay still." camera, because the cameraman came up to it, but they had cut to a different cameraman. It was, it was in that moment, a bit of a mess I, that I, I noticed from, from my vantage point, and so I thought, um, that I wonder how that come, came across on TV. So, okay, but you're saying they at least got, you saw it, you knew what it looked like. But, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like the, um, the DDT on the, the stack of chips. Looked really cool, and then the, the throw off looked good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was a good wrestling show. Like, uh, immediately, somebody like me, like, it draws parallels to WCW. Um, I think just the scope of, of the building, um, having some familiar faces like, uh, you know, a Dustin Rose, um and it not being WWE big time, my mind jumped to WCW. You know, like, like WCW, the, the rookie year WCW uh, Saturday Night Fireworks, mm-hmm. Pyro. So, a very good to, uh, I said I'd rather have no Pyro than like 
the mini pyro. Mini pyro. Uh, but yeah. it was. It, it, I don't think it was bad enough that it detracted. It's like the, the torches, like the little fire things that spit up, but the, the little yeah. pop, 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 and the, the sparkles. It's just like yeah. It, it, it's the best I've seen. Uh, probably the best I've seen Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, Dustin Rhodes was always really, really good. And I'm, and I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes. Probably the best I've seen him. Um, definitely the best I've seen the Young Bucks. Um, and the, the person who I, I thought MJF carried himself like like he was a big deal, and that was cool. Um, I see what they see in Hangman Page. And I thought that uh, the biggest surprise to me, well, even though Moxley was a big surprise, I thought Kong showing up was great. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really a fan of Kylie Ray. Um She's just way more athletic than I thought she would be, and I think that I understand on the surface why she draws Bailey comparisons, but I do think those characters are different. It's very uh, different. She was really impressive athletically, really was. If anything, I mean, she talks way more than Bailey. She, you know, she has. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you see, you understand why. Mm-hmm. What she's like, think about it for a little bit. You go, nah, that's. Uh, they're, they're different. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was good. Um, and I think that kind of as a, um, you know, as a, uh, a smaller component, kind of an add-on to it, I did listen to uh, Moxley on Talk Is Jericho today, mm-hmm. and that yeah. was that was really interesting to hear. Um, you know, the, the takeaways are kind of what we expect. That you know, top talent is frustrated with creative. And top talent knows that now there are alternatives, um, not just being AEW, but, you know, your New Japan, things like that. So I think that's why they're less afraid to speak out on it. And I, and I think that probably the underlying thing, um, regardless of how fans may feel about a Roman Reigns, um, Dean Ambrose is very much, you know, a proponent of Roman Reigns and was insulted that he was asked to say things about somebody he was so close to. And so I think it goes along with that idea of when Roman got sick again, um, how everybody was talking about you're, you're our leader and come on, big guy, and this and that. Like That seems like that was not an act. That's really how they feel about the guy. And so switch it over from uh, this guy shouldn't be on top. The talent seems to more feel like it's not about who's on top and who's not. It's about the story making sense. Um, so that seems to be way more of people's focus. Like people care about how they're treated because they you, you know what's really interesting, Travis? I think that the people that they look up to, and when I say they, like look at a Sasha Banks. Who's Sasha Banks' hero? It's Eddie Guerrero, right? That that's her guy. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero was, you know, passed away from things that are wrestling-related way before his prime. Um, And I think if you're somebody like a Sasha Banks who plans on doing this for a long time and being good at it for a long time, how you are treated and how you're presented is a very big deal because you don't want to be backed into a corner where you have to do things that you see you feel are beneath you, you have to do things extreme to, you know, lessen what you can have as a career. And so... Mm -hmm. Hearing somebody like a Dean Ambrose yeah. talk about their frustrations with creative and wanting things to make more sense, I think a lot of that can be attributed to people who came before them who are either in dire straits or, or didn't live up to what they think their potential was. I, I thought that 
it was very interesting that he was not afraid to say Vince McMahon is the reason that I was frustrated. You know, yep. so that was really interesting to hear. Did you? Uh, I mean, just reading the, uh, uh, I think Dom, uh, Dominic did for WrestleZone did a did a, not a transcript transcript, but kind of an outline transcript. Were you, were you were you bothered that he wouldn't say what he was told, or were you okay with him keeping that for uh, like in the pocket or like kind of behind closed doors? What do you mean, like Dean uh, Moxley saying, you know, I'm not even going to tell you what Vince wanted me to say on TV about Roman's cancer. It was it was hard. No, there's a lot of problem him. with that because he's not like it's interesting. Like his goal wasn't to say Vince McMahon is a terrible person. His goal was to say Vince McMahon doesn't have a handle on on what works for these characters. You know what I mean? So, no. It, it, but, the, I mean, the whole thing was he was made to say things he wasn't comfortable with. Like, that was the issue. And so I understand from that same standpoint him not wanting to repeat things that he wouldn't even say. So, I, I, no, I, I think, cause, yeah. That's I, just I think the point. It's not like, like he didn't want to say it on TV. He's a horrible person, we, and yeah. it, it was just he doesn't understand what should be presented to these people and what should work to make a good television program. I think those are different. Yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, because I kind of initially, my, you know, I'm like, say it, man, like, come on. Uh, but, yeah, if you're not, like, no, I'm going to say it overall, I'm not going to say it on this podcast. And, and the other thing that he does think, it seems to be two things, that, that Vince McMahon doesn't have a handle on what works as conversation of selling points and two, that Vince McMahon should not have his eggs in the Brock Lesnar basket. Those, those seem to be the two biggest points that, that he made. I didn't hear for that part. I, I was focused more on the uh, <coughs> wow, he said that about Brock, huh? Or yeah. Vince and Brock. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, Brock is kind of like a stock that's like, it's like when you do the, uh, you know how to do the cheat in GTA 5 and manipulate the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, well, it's not a cheat because they kind of set you up in the storyline with it. Um, it's like you kind of got to know, like, well, he's going to make you a lot of money, you're going to pay him a lot, but there's, there's probably a point, and I thought it was 2016, and I wrote that column about you know, here's why you don't re-sign Brock Lesnar. We're racing Who got some money? Um, I think there's a like a running back kind of thing, and not even because of his because of those reasons, like body and health reasons, but just because you're paying him so much money, and he's just not, I mean, he's not bringing in eyeballs. Like, what's uh, so what's he doing? What's he bringing? I mean, so the case for not re-signing yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's uh, let's talk to. Oh, uh, you know, you said Jr. He was uh, he didn't know Moxley was coming. What about the? He had a couple of flubs. Didn't he? Did he call some? He called Japanese people Chinese. Yeah, and, and that and like people have been saying, like that was bad, but it was. I attribute that more to them being Japanese wrestlers that went to China to help a fledging. Brand, like I, I don't think it was. Oh, all so China was. Like. In, I think it was not the, being clear the, on the situation. Okay, so China was in the equation. 
wasn't like he did that thing where, yeah. you know, that was, I'm like, yeah, you know exactly. these guys, he worked for a Japanese company. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, think it was yeah, like they, a, um, yeah, they, they, they went to China to help that brand, um, that, that mm-hmm. fledgling Chinese wrestling company. So, yeah, it wasn't, like, I, I, as somebody who's very critical of the things he says, particularly about acts like a Kofi Kingston, um, I did not think this was intentional. Mm. Well, good. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's talk to some people. Hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call, 347-202-0103. Let's go to our first caller of the evening, and uh, let's talk to Kylan up in Newark. Kylan, what's going on, man? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing okay. Yeah. You know, just recovering. Yeah, I, I could imagine you are. Yeah, for sure. Seems like you had a heck of a week. It was fun. Had a lot of fun. Drank a lot of booze. Stayed at a lot of women. Man, the women's. That's great. So what's on your mind this week? Um, well, I, I personally thought Double or Nothing was an awesome first outing for all elite wrestling. And mm-hmm. apparently... The people came out in droves in terms of in terms of home doing uh, my understanding before going on air here was that double or nothing is the have done over two hundred thousand uh, in, that would be in, in early projections. Hey, Kylan, you coming with some wonky, uh, some some wonky facts? Uh, uh, sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, don't be getting me set all hyped that they did two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand uh, 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 pay per view buys, and then they come around and did eighty two. Which again, which fuck, that would be great. <laughs> there would be a lot of money eighty two. Thousand people, but spent fifty bucks to, to to watch your show. Well, um, so I hope your sources are are uh, are fucking with you, or you know, news with three Z's at the end. The, keep in mind, these are very very early numbers, but <laughs> it, it, it's, it's looking very good in okay. in that direction. So in two weeks, when I'm like, Kyle, they did 111,000 uh, views. What do you got to say? Well, remember, I said it was very, very, very early. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's cool. Like, if it is anywhere near that, near that that's, that's, <laughs> that's just, that's just great. I mean, it's just really, really, that momentum is bigger than I thought. Like I'm underestimating how uh, how many people were excited for this thing. All, all 
if 250,000 people are willing to pay, you know, uh, 50 bucks for it, God, why aren't 2 million willing to watch it on TV for free and download and, and stream it later or whatever, you know, how we do? Shit, I'm almost wondering. Like, I'm almost thinking, fuck, when they debut in whenever, October, whatever, they're going to damn beat Ron at first night. Yeah, yeah, they're not head to head, but still. They're going to, you know, get more viewers that first night. If they do that, man, this thing, this place, Vince might go, you know, I, I retire. That's it. I, I give up. And, and also, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you watch the host show press from that Tony Khan did after the show. Tony I saw some of it. Khan, all, all but, all but said when he's the, the, the early indicators that we have shows that we, we're probably going to do very good and, and my dad is extremely happy with the very early numbers that we have well yeah I expect him to to say that I, I don't look I don't feel uh you know, read into that beyond like just kind of I don't know pejorative. God damn it! I don't. That's why I was saying. Can't like what? I couldn't find that word earlier. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to use it. You know, pejorative, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's just kind of a PR thing. You know, again, it's just something I expect him to say. Again, I hope it's true. I hope he's right and everything, but I just, like, yeah. Like, this thing's 10 minutes after. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's connected and has numbers, and I don't want to, I'm not disrespecting Tony Khan. He's so bad. I'm like, I know more than, or even as much <laughs> as Tony fucking Khan, who's right there in the mix and got the numbers. But, again, I just extract him to, to say that. When it's reported, though, I'll, uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'll, I'll set that alert, that Google alert. I want to know those numbers. So somebody, Kylan, yeah, when you IM me about when John Lithgow gets a, gets a new new part <laughs> in any show or movie, let me know. What was the last one, by the way? Because that's the one I actually want to make sure. Uh, he's, coming, he's in something coming up, right? He's doing... The new Perry Mason for HBO. Yeah, I want to see. I want to watch that. But anyway, anything else? Did you actually ask a question? Uh, Yeah. So my my question for this week is in regards to WWE legends. And their potential use in countering AEW. Oh. I'm not sure if you've heard this before or not, but apparently Stone Cold Steve Austin had been given a talk show entitled Straight Up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which will start 
on August 12th on USA. My question actually is, do you think do you think WWE may have called USA for Stone Cold in, in order for them to, to give him this kind of a show to, to make sure he stays under the WWE umbrella just in case he might have been thinking of going to AEW because they have been known to field interest from networks to help talent get certain jobs or yeah or even even stuff that doesn't air you get paid for like pilots that don't get picked up you get paid for that's how a lot of actors eat and live every you know month to month or you know year to year check to check type stuff but yeah they're in uh especially writers more more than uh more than actors and stuff the writers they're, they're, I hear writers like, oh, yeah, I've had ABC. <laughs> I've had three shows in development for ABC in the last 10 years. And, you know, one for CBS, this kind of, that kind of thing. And they got paid for all of them. And one thing might have gotten on air and broken and really, really get to speed off of. So, um, Austin and Austin like uh, uh, doing the trendy thing. I don't think it fits him. I don't think it fits AEW. It's like if anybody had, and he's not, and he's shown over the years he's never, and I want him to be sometimes. He's never a spiteful guy. He still apologizes for taking his ball and going home. Like, stop apologizing for that, man. Like they wanted to fucking do something terrible, and you as a wrestler and know how you, you know how your character promote you. You're like no. Like, I'll lay down, but you're not going to just throw this shit together and, and give people, you know, an hour and 40 minutes notice. Kidding me? Some whole fucking Steve Austin. You'll make them pay for it. Or at least you're going to build it up so they can see it for free next week and be a bunch of them. It was, you know, I would get off on that. But he's not a spiteful person. I don't think he would go to, go to AEW out of, out, of, uh, out of spite for Ben. And, again, he doesn't fit there. They, they don't fit him. It would just be an awkward situation all around, I think. Oh, uh, he's going to get his title back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, Kylan, man, I appreciate you. Thanks for letting me on. Absolutely, anytime, man. Um, um, did, what was that? Anyway, no, right, let me get some of these emails before we go. Get off on a new thing. So, Jabron, he chimes in, who I didn't get to meet in Vegas. Uh, I don't know why I expected a, you know, like the Vegas special. I don't know what that is, would be, but what happened, Jabron? He hit me up, like, yo, come through, have some trees on, Jackie. None of that. <laughs> but anyway, he chimes in. What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. So I will say that I did enjoy the AEW pay-per-view. However, I had no fucking clue it would be a four-hour show. 
Wait, you complaining about a four-hour show? Sam, did you see that Becky Lynch tweet? I'm sure you yeah. did. It was in the group chat. <sighs> so she retweets or quote tweets a, a tweet from WWE or from the venue itself saying, hey, we've added another hour and a half to Becky Lynch's autograph appearance, you know, meet and greet type thing. Now it's from three to nine or something like that. And she goes, and her quote was, oh, a, a six-hour event, or as WWE calls it, a short pay-per-view. Right. Yep. Whoa. Uh, they are not skated. They, the people, the people in the. Is this like what it is when you have like a fifteen-year-old and like they stop being scared? <laughs> and you gotta like yeah. punch them in the face to remind them that like, yo, fam, I'm the adult here. You're the child. You want to go live outside? <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Like they are both, but, but for for good reason they're both. They're not just petulant teenagers. I don't want to. But uh, but yeah, what a what a what a fire tweet. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think four hour show. It was, I thought it was fine, and I was I had to sit there. I had to. I was hungry as fuck because I was goddamn high as shit the entire time. And you know, stadium foods just. Oh, and the lines there. I will complain about the damn MGM Grand Garden Room, whatever the hell that the part of the MGM Grand we were in. Their lines, it's like you would think this the venue set 4,000, 5,000 people and not 12 or 13. The way the line, luckily they had nice big screen HD TVs in front of uh, most of the concessions, or if not, like right to the side where you could see it from the next one. Uh, okay. But man, those, those lines were garbage. And then they ran again, and the, like they thought they were seating. 4,000 people. They just ran out of food. Like, man, it's two hours in the show. Into the show. How about you have pizza? Like, pizza? You didn't think people would like pizza? <laughs> so, that kind of, like, just annoying stuff. $12 beers. You know, but that's just how it is in the stadium. Um, but, but, but being there, I had no, no real issue, you know, sitting around or standing around uh, uh, for four hours. Craig, what he does he always tells it tells us this, but I never. But seeing it, he uh, he looks for the standing room, and he goes and stands and watches the show. Doesn't matter what it was. He gave yeah. He, he Rich gave that, yeah. Rich. Uh, was it the opposite around, way around? I think Rich gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich, because he got the credentials, gave Rich or gave Craig his WrestleMania seat. Craig went down the goddamn standing room section <laughs> and watched WrestleMania standing the fuck up. Like that's just what he does. So a few times I would go stand with him and his sister, um, but they were real bitchy. They wouldn't let you stand by the railing, and you kind of had to watch it on the screen. It was annoying. So I would go back to my seat so I could see some live action, not on the screen. Um, but the, the lengths I didn't have any problem with. Pause. Uh, he continues to Brian does. I thought the show had its ups and downs. I thought the crowd was into the matches for the most part. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, with you being there live, Trev, do you have any more or less interest in AEW as a company? And now that you've seen their roster live, what are your overall feelings on on the roster that they've put together? And what changes would you make to the roster if you could? Uh, well, I'm way more interested. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, the trajectory's just going up. I mean, it, it would take a lot for me not to be interested in what they're, what they're doing. Um, but the roster is, you know, it's the beginning. It's the first 
roster of a brand new company. And those are always interesting. Mm-hmm. And but like Jimmy Havoc is going to be a featured act in AEW. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, like if AEW I, I would start at the top. Like eight I years said, ago, um, who yeah. was it? Like NXT had what I call the NXT Six, who was um, Champa, Gargano, Ricochet, Black, Dream, and Colt. That that was their six. And now you know. Switch that up, and you have a Matt Riddle, and I'd even say a Roger Strong, strong up there. And I, I think that's a strong contingent of the top. Um, AEW has, if you go to the very top, you have John Moxley, Kenny Omega, uh, Chris Jericho, Jericho, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, and the Bucks. Yeah. I think that's a pretty strong top of top of your card. Um <laughs> I disagree a little bit, but only a little bit. Well, I think if you have to say American talent, and I would include Kenny Omega as American talent, I I don't know if you can get any stronger than that not being WWE. Yeah, I just having like like seeing the the writing on the wall and where things are going, this Hangman Page guy, again, first time I'm really getting to see him, heard his years, his name for the last – you know, half a decade at least, you know, uh, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And again, he sells, I think he was selling an injury, so it's not like he was going all out and doing, and he was in a battle royal. It's not the, the best thing to be featured in. But also, which makes you go, why, why is the number one contender's match being featured in a match that also like, has a guy with no legs in it and, like, this tiny little guy and, uh, you know, Marco Stunt, and who looks like, like, this is not a joke. I'm being absolutely serious. I was asking everybody around me, mainly this one guy, like, who's, like, is that a kid? And I wasn't, like, being funny, because I thought, like, oh, it's a battle royal. Maybe they, like, he was, and in and, and the first, like, two minutes of the of his action, he wasn't taking a ton of bumps, so I thought, oh, this is probably some, some gimmick they've got going on, and I I just don't know about somebody's nephew or something, like a Nicholas kind of thing. But but they're letting him, like, do more than Nicholas did. Um, and the guy behind me goes, that I asked directly, he goes, who, the guy with no legs? And that's, up to that point, I didn't realize there was a guy in the match with no legs. I'm like, where is the guy in the ring with no legs? He's like, right there, on the, on the, near the apron, the ref's, like, checking on him. Like, that guy has no legs, and so I'm paying attention to him for the next five minutes. And, you know, he worked his gimmick. Because amputee status is a gimmick. But he worked his his the match the way his body allows him in, uh, in a logical way. But it was illogical in so many other ways. Like, you know, like, this is a little much for me. But, again, I really thought Marco Stunt was a child. I was like, what is this? What is going on? And I'm not a sizest guy. I just, I just, but he's small in a different way. Like, he's small in a different way of small. Like, he's not, like, like how Adam Cole is small because you think, like, he could eat more. But he's still Marco's a grown man. Small, like, like, how small is he from? Yeah, yeah. Like, no matter how yeah. many rooms back in the damn biggest stadium in Adam Cole is in there doing just a silly gimmick. I really thought that man was a child. 
is the Yeah, there's really no way around that. And it makes Jim Cornette's promos on him that much more when he broke his leg and he kind of basically was like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? You're here, you got this little kid in there. And he, I was like, wait, what? You got, or he called him, like, he really hit him on his side. And I was like, wow, Jim, just because the guy's small, what the fuck, you know, take a cheap shot. But, like, yeah. I, I thought he was a tiny guy, too. Little but anyway. Um, but I think yeah. if you listen to the um, Wade, Bruce, and uh, and Todd's roundtable, I, I think mm-hmm. they made a good point in that in that battle royal at the beginning. Like, when you look at who was in that, outside of a few guys, it was like, well, if this is the talent they're presenting, like, I, I don't know how well this is going to turn out. But then, like, the card just got better and better and better and better and better. Like, I really think they had to right. play the like, I really do. A number one contender match. How'd you have all yeah. these guys that engender that feeling of, oh, wow, this is all they got? That's, ooh. And then, like, that's like the, the winner of that match is going to go, you know. So I just thought that wasn't a good way of getting to that, to get to that outcome. Uh, but it gets somewhere they need to be, and it, it was the opening thing or very uh, at the beginning. Um, so it was, it was, it was all good. And was that battle royal on the pre-show? And what was the pre-show on? Was that on a network or YouTube? How did how did that work? Um. You know, yeah, the pre-show was on uh, on YouTube. On YouTube, okay. Uh, so the last thing you really saw was them coming out and addressing the crowd, um, all dressed in, in nice clothes. Um, yeah. Okay. And he continues with the second question. Can AEW keep charging $50 for their pay-per-views moving forward after they go live on TNT later this year? Thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Well, if you consider that they aren't on TV, on TNT, you know, which is a you know top tier uh, cable channel, like they're charging fifty bucks not on TNT. So yes, when they go to live on TNT every week, they can charge fifty dollars a month or every however they're going to do it. Yeah, I want I, that's an interesting thing. How are they going to do their pay per views? Because they're charging fifty bucks, will they uh, do every two months, or will they do every two months? Because that's just because that's just how you do. Maybe they figure uh, the storytelling could be better that way, uh, and it's just a philosophical uh, thing. Not uh, okay. Rich is chiming in with some with some uh, some facts. He goes, they got over two hundred k's without two hundred k buys without TV. So I guess Kylan's Claims weren't wasn't dubious after all. If Rich is co-signing, um, they did. They did. I think he must say they did say they do quarterly. So four pay-per-views a month. So they're doing the TNA. Oh shit! Sorry, the NXT uh, uh, mode. And I'd say that's not enough. <laughs> you know, shit. Do six. Do every other month. But but four is four will do. So uh, that's uh, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question just directly, Gibran, yes, they can keep charging fifty dollars. Uh, they're going to do clash-like shows on TNT. Okay, that makes sense. So you'll get those probably quarterly as well, or maybe two a year. How many? So if you're doing four pay-per-views a year, 
And if May and September are, you would think, if they're going to do that tradition, if they're going to do that Labor Day and Memorial Day weekend, where are the other two? I don't have a calendar in front of me. Oh, I do. I'm on my phone. The fuck? Um, where do they put that? Uh, where do they put the other pay per view? Uh, uh, January and March. January, March, May, and September. Anybody? Okay, I'm glad you're glad you're still there. I thought I lost you. Um, so yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll figure that out. But yeah, yeah, they'll they'll charge fifty bucks. People will pay. People have already paid. Um, why not do another email? Uh, Jason from Orlando chimes in. What up, East Coast cast? So what do you think? So who do you think wants to smoke the most? Brandy and Cody Rhodes with Stephanie and Triple H, Tony Khan with Vince, or Moxley, Moxley with WWE Creative. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, I think the intuitive thing to say Moxley, but he's like, no, 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 no. I got away from there. I don't want no smoke. I'm done with that. And moving on. That bread's not bad. Um, uh, and I, and. Is Tony Khan is the Vince McMahon of of AEW? I mean, I guess. But I would say Brandy and Cody. I think of it more like the Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think uh, it's more Steph and and Cody. Oh, did you peep how they can introduce Cody as Cody and Brandy Rhodes? Yeah. They can't call him Cody Rhodes, but they can call well, him as a pair. Apparently, like, like Cody established, well, that's not, like, a name that he's not allowed to use. Oh, um, why at the end did they just go to winner? Cody. But, well, well, no, what I'm saying is it's not that he's not allowed to use it. It's that he chooses to. But I think oh. that was a play on him doing that. Hmm. All right. We'll see, and then again, we'll get our. We'll that'll be clear, cleared up, you know, going forward. Uh, at 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 all out, and then at the TV, we'll have to start uh, speculating soon on what's going to be. Well, what day are they going to be on during the week? I think Wednesday and Thursday are the only options you got. And or I'm, I'm sorry, Wednesday is the only option you got. Monday and Wednesday, and if you're not going to go head-to-head, it's got to be Wednesday. Like Darrell said, Thursday and Tuesday and Thursday are their big basketball nights. They're not going to, you know, put them there. So, if it's like Wednesday, will we get like AEW Wednesday weaponry? You know, some kind of clever thing, or will it just be like this? Let's just call it what it is. It's AEW Wednesday Night Wrestling. Like not even not even try to be cute and give it like a a name like a raw even though that's like cutesy but it's still a name. There's no AEW Wednesday Night Wrestling. Like when is it? It's in the title, dickhead. AEW Wednesday Night Wrestling. Would you go simple or would you try to like punt it up? And 
No, I mean, I, I would say I would say Wednesdays or Thursdays would be the day I go with. Well, again, if, like if, if basketball is Thursday, it's got to be Monday or Wednesday, and again, yeah, Monday that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say I'd say Wednesday because I think ESPN does Wednesdays. I'd say Wednesday. Yeah. Ooh. Hit the head action. Cool. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you. Let's uh, head back to the Constellation Lines, 347-202-0103. And let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Well, you know what? Does, Rich, did you want to get in here? Or three-man three man boot it up? He doesn't have his hand up. Let me ask. You trying to get in this, in this Rich, or not? Um, I'm I'm listening and watching Trey eat dinner. Okay. And so all if right. you want me to come in, I can tag in. Otherwise, you can mute me. It's all good. Get out of here, then. We're good. I just wanted to make sure. Um, Mike from Brooklyn. What it be like? What up? What's going on, Trey? Thanks all the slips and all that. Do I say that again? It's happening. I saw. I think all of you know. All your posts and oh, shit. Oh, shenanigans and pics and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, having a ball out there. But yeah, man, it's, I mean, it started, like, this new era and all that, and it was a great fucking show. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the show. Oh, I would imagine. This finish. show was for you, Mike. I mean, this was, I mean, you are the AEW quintessential fan. Right. 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 I mean, a guy that, that, that knows all the people that were on that card, knows their history, right. their backstories, and where they've been in life. Uh, this was for you. They were, they were, yeah. yeah. And I know taking, you know, the Cody Dustin match in live and seeing it, I know you was like that. Uh, fucking Mike was right. That was the match that grabbed everybody. Again, as I said earlier, I wish I could have done without the how they got to the tag tag team stuff. I think the psychology was was off. You know, I, I looked out ahead. They need a partner, and I need my older brother. Like, well, why did your wife bash him in the head with a hammer? So it kind of fell. You know, I understand like, that. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's one of those things. Like, well, hey, they they. They, you know, they they wanted it so many ways, and they were like, "Look, let's just we want the juice, we want the blood." You watch your share, Trav, but it was very anime. I don't know, Cody's a guy who likes anime. It's very anime that you you try to kill your brother, you bring him to the brink of death, and then you and him have to team up for the greater good. Have to team up is different than the one turning to him and saying, "I need you." If a situation comes and like, hey, we gotta we gotta put this animosity to the side for now. To that's what that's a different story than I think what they told. So, I, but I'm 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 sure they tell both in all types of animation shit. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that was and that, yeah, my, the only small problem with with, with that. Right. And that kid, I swear I tell you, and we and we said it like he's gonna be a big fucking star. That fucking MJF. That boy is turning the head, man. He's good. That boy's turning head. He's going to be one of the biggest fucking stars of his generation. That was great. If he could stay healthy, he's good to go because he got it 
from Tell the Bell. How does he wrestle? And does he kick. wrestle good? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. He <laughs> can technical, technical wrestle and he got a little, you know, topaz and all type of shit. Because we don't neglect it, um, even though he has a terrible name, and I understand why he has a terrible name, I thought Kip Sabian was really good. Oh, oh my kid's really good. That kid is good. Sabian. Yeah. Oh, it's because his Where name is basically, his real name is like that in reverse, Trav. All right. Sabian Kip. So I get or, but I would yeah. just go with something totally not my name. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had a bit of scaffold or something that hung in front of the like all the way across in front of both big screens uh, that were on the entrance ramp that showed like basically their Titantron. Um, yeah. So so first names I didn't see anybody that came across the screen. I only saw what was on the bottom half. But I was like Sabian, right. like wait what? Skip Sabian? I didn't know who. Yeah, again. Yeah, and have some people around. And it's like us. yeah, and it's like you know it's. it's like, it got to be haters and negative fans out there who are some of these guys. Like, let's learn who are some of these guys were. We didn't know a bunch of luchadors that came from Mexico when they came to the U.S. back in 95, 96. You know what I'm saying? Yo. We didn't know Benoit. We didn't know Malenko. We didn't know Guerrero. We didn't know those guys. Nobody Fans. knew those guys. Fans, that Severo Yellow thing that they do was the most over thing of the night. Right. Like the most consistently over like chant or, or thing that, that people say, Yeah, several, yeah, or whatever. I don't know what it means. No, somebody told me. Uh, uh yeah, somebody told me. But that every time they did that they got over as much as loud as it did the first time they did it. Right. It was amazing. And I Who must are say, these guys that, they, that they're getting these kinds of cheers? And for the, the Bucks got the, the cheers, too. It's not like they were the heels of the match. There were no heels in that match. Yeah. No, nah, I definitely watched tonight. That's all, I mean, from top to bottom. It's just like, well, I ain't going to guarantee, but I would say by the time they do hit TV, they're going to have about a million five, you know, viewers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, think that's, uh, I don't think that's, that's like, Far, that's like any kind of ledge to go off of, little limb to go out on. Yeah, maybe more. I, I, I think the new limb to go out on is like, yo, they're going to beat Raw's ratings that first that first night in. That's the new they limb. They fuck around and might. They fuck around and might. And it, and they fuck around and do like a, a 1.9 and Raw's do like a 1.82 with some shit. And we're sitting here the next day like, and wow. that's the fuck happened. Yeah. So I guess um and, that stale ass I said I guess that stale ass show was waiting to see what they gonna do so they could try to copy it and do it and fuck it up, huh? Man, they didn't even no, it was the opposite. It was like that's your answer to double or nothing overall. Like the first match happened fifty two minutes into the show. It was just full I mean, I know it was a Memorial Day show, but come on. You know, that electric chair segment. I mean, besides uh, uh, and y'all can. I, I wanted to save that part till uh, Cam came on and talk about it. But Sami Zayn, you know, it's one of those, you know, it was this, oh, what does he go into business for himself kind of thing? Like, 
what the fuck? Right. Holy shit. No, one way or the other, it doesn't matter. Like, either way, it's super intriguing for very different reasons. But either way, it's like, whoa, they stopping your tracks. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Then you dissect later on, like, okay, yeah. Was that Sammy Zay? Was that El Generico? Who's t- right. Twitter was that? <laughs> and El Generico stuff started getting tweeted out. Like, again, like Cam right. said a half hour ago, these motherfuckers are not afraid. They ain't. They ain't, and they shouldn't be, because now they got a fucking option, a clear-cut yeah. fucking option. And it's like, we ain't going to let you guys go. It's one of those things like they shouldn't where they be go, the fuck afraid at all. Right, yeah, it's one of those things that, where you step back into the week. Why were we afraid in the first, like, why were we okay living like that? Give me one second. It's like when, a, when an abused pet or something gets into a nice, like, home, and two weeks in, he's not, like, you know, shaky and jumping every time you're, like, want to hang out with them or, or get up from your seat or, right. you know, and they, it's like, oh, I don't, man, that sucked, that situation I was in before. Before, it was just that's how life was. That's all I've known since I was a, you know, whatever, puppy, kitten, whatever. <laughs> Beauty dragon. Uh, and then, yeah, they getting loved on and walked and good food and people appreciate you and you're like, yeah, fuck, this is awesome. Um Right. So just seeing that, like imagine you have friends that got out, <laughs> got out of the pound, to extend the analogy, and you know you were able to get on dog Twitter and see uh, <laughs> see how they live it and they get petted every night and good food. You'd be like, man, I might, you know, they open that door crack, right. poke the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's like so damn bad, Travis. It's like they really kissing up, fucking up to this fucking, to this fucking um block. It's like I don't understand it, and that silly shit he did. Um, Monday was just—I mean, come on. What did he do? Raw was more in the background, and I think we missed the first twenty minutes, which I think he was put, the Brock second. He went and put a hoodie on and started like acting like he was like street dancing or break or whatever he called himself. He was a busker. Yeah. Busking. Yeah. Out of hat and And then just off of them like seeing the most gorgeous fucking title I've probably seen since Big Gold was first introduced. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see them you know, I could see exactly what we said last week. Rock beating one and cashing in on one later down the line. To um, make him the sole champion, I be- I now believe they're going back in the Fox with one champion that's going to be on both shows. It's, it's, how can you do that? How can you be like Brock, who's barely on one show? We want you to be on what? We want you to be barely on two shows. Why would Fox be like like who's the like? Who's like? Aren't they? Don't they understand like what Lesnar's schedule is? Right. And I'm thinking well, you from want the that? standpoint, you want Lesner, but you, you should want Lesnar at least twice a month, not twice a quarter. Right. And I'm looking from a standpoint. They got both of those guys looking like two chumps right now. They look Which like guy? they playing up to him. Kofi and Seth. They looking like two fucking chumps. Yeah. I wouldn't go that they far. They make it like to me. This is this is. To me, this is like them as champion. They're giving them attention as 
you know, like that Diesel, Brett, Sean era of champions, you know, 95 to 96 string of champions. Not saying that they bad because they ain't. You know, you got two of the premier dudes there, but it's like, why are they playing like coin to this guy? That's not going to be even on every show. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It works in the story. Like, psychologically, it works. He's got that briefcase, and he can fuck you up. Like, let's not keep pretend. So, like, they kind of got to be, like, on some kind of guard and, like, looking over their shoulders. So, that's that's just being diligent. And I don't think that's, like, chumpish that you're watching your back. If you know Lesnar's after you, you're going to watch your fucking back, too. Yeah. So what you think of that AEW title belt, right? I thought it was good. It was nice looking. You know, I'm, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a little something to it. But I think that's just me used to the gaudy WWE titles. No, I it is gaudy. No, I got some blinkage in it. You got to look at the upper uh, okay. look at the upper good, good shot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They, put some, they actually put some up on, on the Instagram page. And they put some, yeah. like, what is it, Nat? Nat make um part um page like okay. it got heavy bling it got heavy bling to it double plated all that like all right, I think nice. they tried to cross it I think it's supposed to be like a hybrid of the old Miss South Big Gold mm-hmm. and the IWGP title I think it's a hybrid the IWGP title certainly is front and center you know like that's like, like it seems like that was the base and it's yeah, like the foundation what they built off of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts on it, Cam? Like, that up-close view, I, I really did like uh, the way the AEW title looks. And, I mean, the most important thing is, um, and this is something I always say, like I thought that, um, and it's funny, all four of them, really, Triple H, Randy Orton, uh, Batista, and Ric Flair, um, I think those are four guys who look great with the title on them. You know what I mean? Like it just it looks good around their waist. And I think um, you know, if Hangman Page is the first champion, like as much as I love Jericho, Jericho's waistline ain't what it was in 1997. You know what I mean? So I think that the first person to put that belt around their waist, I think that's going to be a big deal too. Right. Right. Are you saying that you're going to Page because Jericho's swept up his waist? No, no, no. I, I just think that it's going to present like that, that first like set of Showing the guy with the title, like, I, I think that is going to be a big deal. I think it's going to help. That was you that got the award, like, right? Wearing it matters. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with that being said, fellas, do you think um they will follow like the New Japan route? Like, do you think the other titles will look like similar to the world title, or do you think you know they have you know different looks to it? You know what's funny, Mike? I really thought that. And, and they probably won't do this, but I thought they would have a their world title and maybe one other title, and then your New Japan titles, your ROH titles, and whoever else's titles would rotate through their company. Kind of the way, you know, Ultimo Dragon had 48 belts, and uh, Scott Norton would go win the IWGP championship. Like, I don't know if they're going to have a whole bunch of titles um, because they don't have a huge roster right now. But, like, why can't they use the, the AAA tag titles when it's time? You know what I mean? Because they don't have a bunch of teams. I don't know. Um, I think that their titles will probably match up. Like, I, I always think about how 
how different the North American title looks in NXT compared to everything else. Not that it's a bad thing, but I mm-hmm. do think they're going to try to find some synergy because I thought that the WCW title looked like the U.S. title, looked like the tag titles, looked like the TV title, looked like the Cruiserweight title. I thought those all did look pretty similar, and I think they'll go more that route than a WWE that kind of runs the gamut of titles. Yeah, I don't mind. I've never been the one that didn't like the fact that the tag titles don't match the, the, the you know, uh, WWE titles. Or because they do, because the women's ones are basically many versions of those of the WWE title. Um, and I th- like, I'm fine with the U.S. title and IC title and the title, every single, every title, except WWE Universal and the two women, all kind of having their new, own unique look. Um, the tag titles are like the most, like, different, but once they turn them silver, it stops being the most different, like, at least they're. Penny looking. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I I just don't know if I want to nesting a version of the t- of championship. You know, so I'm okay with the if, the if the tag titles don't look like mini versions or or just different you know slightly changed versions of uh, of their of their world title. I also think they're going to establish their own title. I don't think you you want you want to do a bunch of you want other people's championships being what your company is built on. Like mm, no, so All Out might have the tag titles on the line or some kind of be the start of when we get to All Out in September. So maybe All Out in September and they. They crown like number one, two number one contenders, or number one and two contender, and then on maybe their first TV, they crown their champion or something like that. Uh, but I, but I would, I would guess that they're going to have their own tag champions, their own TV champion, maybe. I would imagine they would go that route because there are there isn't a current TV. Is there a TV champion in 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 North American wrestling televised wrestling right now? Yes, his name is R Truth. <laughs> but you can get him. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, don't go like North you know the Southwestern Championship or the try to make it some, some kind of not world but not you know something. No no no, just go just say TV. You have that your TV your world your TV and your tag title. And and I'd say introduce your TV title even um, two months after you do your tag title. Like there's no need to just throw everything out there uh, all in the first you know few weeks and months. Mm-hmm. So let's bring Mike on. Hopefully back. Hopefully he's got some not as noisy. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, good. Hello. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, from my standpoint, I always figured that too, because how they said it, they're not gonna start with so many titles. So I was thinking, probably a world title, a mid card title, and a tag title for the men, and probably a women's title. That's as far as I see them. You know, see them going. 
for now, unless they probably add a junior. He's probably like a junior heavyweight, you know, somewhere down the line. So they got a lot of undersized guys. That could be like, you know, the journey for, per se, a jungle boy or a Marco Stunt. You know, you graduate through that position. Uh, you got to give Marco you know? Stunt's junior, junior heavyweight title. <laughs> yeah. Give him the kids. We got him my wife. Mighty kids. Give him my wife and kids. He is so jungle, jungle Boy is another one that's going to be special. Like he, he has that aura about. Him. Like, yeah, but gotta, like I love his look. I really do. Yeah, and I mean, look, he's like his dad, so that contributes to it. And it, it seems like he's not done growing. Like Marshall son seems like nah, that's a girl. He's twenty five. Ain't no more first Jungle Boy. <laughs> Yeah, Jungle Boy, Boy like, like, he put something on his frame. Yeah. Oh, he's trying to, okay. Right, well, his, he's looking like yeah, he got, man. 20, 20. And even MJF was like, I'm not reckless than previous best in team. <laughs> he's the best selling wrestler right now. MJF, I'm sorry. Hands down, he is the best hitter. Like, he's, he's the blowing best. everybody up. The best hill. And, and, and it's apparent. You know, he's mm. catching off because they had an MJF sign confiscated that raw. I mean, that SmackDown the other night. Wow. Yeah. Um, the sign read, you're not MJF. Right. So I wonder who it was for. Well, they took it. They confiscated it. No, no, no. I wonder, like, who he's going to hold it up to. Like, who's not MJF? I believe, I believe it was during the seven hour segment. I'm not sure. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I believe he's during that stretch. But, um, yeah, apparently, like, it's like just, like, right now, the, the world is a buzz. Um, you know, I heard they did very good on social media. How you doing, fellas? I heard they did very good social media numbers. Mm. You know, for five event, I, was, I heard they were the number three. Like, Mike, four. Mike's so nice to the guys he sells drugs to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How you doing, fellas? <laughs> <Mike> <laughs> <the best. laughs> yeah, no, we have we actually having a gala at, at my um at the my night job booking children museum, like an annual gala. So um, where? Big wig. Hey, 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 Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. Let me tell you about the motherfucking Vegas dispensary spam. Oh my god. With it, I saw a meme that said when the dispensaries are run like and run like and look like and are run like Apple stores, it's time to let out a lot of incarcerated people. A lot, a lot. And then I was like, yo, that's the perfect goddamn description of it. Because when I went, we went to this first place called, well, I, my first one I went to was called Planet 13. And it's this big, fancy fucking, uh, you know, just super fancy and real clean and, and and there's a damn 48 at the beginning where you where you check in, and they were really nice. The lady wished me a damn happy early birthday, all kinds of shit. I mean, uh, oh man, let me hear real quick. You just a little noisy, Mike. Let me hold, hold on. And uh, so so like the whole I've never been in an Apple store because uh, you know, I'm not a, a, a zealot or a cult member, um, but it is. I mean. It's got an iPad, you punch your info into with questions you got, all kinds of the displays in this place were ridiculous. We're talking twenty different display booths 
display tables, you know, sunken in sh- displays with glass on top and lighting with six strains of pot in each one. So, you know, do the math. And and some had, you know, edibles and dabs and shatter and wax and shit. Just like a damn smorgasbord. It's just so uh, so professional and expensive as fuck also. Um, like double what you're paying on the street. Like, <laughs> you want $60 for eight? I paid 60 for quarters, fam. Like, what, what is happening? Uh, so, Mike, yeah, have you ever been to a dispensary? I'm not sure where in the North Beach they have them, and certainly, like, they do in Vegas and California. So. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to a dispensary? No, not yet. Not as of yet. Not yet, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was my first time. Get the one. Even even the one I went to next, the next day, uh, it was called just the dispensary. It was more of, it's probably, like, the first one, and it's, like, small and they have probably a fifth of the options because they have a fifth, if not less than that, of the space to uh, of a build of a physical building to be in. But their prices are cheaper. The same pack of edibles I bought at the one place for twenty five bucks was nineteen at that spot. They pre rolls. They had pre rolls five for twenty five dollars. Like yo, this would be the spot I come to. But the touristy spot is playing thirteen, and all the Uber drivers get kickbacks when you go into either. Any dispensary that ain't Planet 13, they try to get you to go to Planet 13. I learned that. So, yeah. I don't, I don't like that shit. But yeah. They got to do what they got to do. Sound like it's that full time. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like it's So, yeah. So, anything else before we uh, keep it moving, Mike? Nah, I mean, that's all I got for this week. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, man. Appreciate you as always. And, Cam, what's your, uh, what's your time looking like? I'm good. Okay. Now give me a you know AEW is the big the big obvious uh story. Yeah, double or nothing. What's what fell fell between the cracks in the last seven days that that sh- should get some kind of shine, at least a little bit? Uh I mean the big WWE story. Um, you know, we we still don't know what direction Brock is going with the uh you know, with the money in the bank. But we do know that at Super Showdown, you have uh, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin, and you have Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. So those are the two title matches at that show. Um, really, I think that's the focal point. Like, they're not planning out any further than that right now. Um, I think between that and the Sami Zayn electric chair thing, that would be kind of the big thing. Your thoughts? Was that Sammy going into business for himself, or was this uh, something that was obviously uh, I go with the idea that he was told, say what you feel, and that they had an inkling that he would say something about that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting, though, because they played it perfectly, the two Cole and or Graves and and Sammy. Sammy did you know set his line and Graves not over the top but in a like a real like like as if he would be uncomfortable with that being brought up like yeah yeah move on to the next subject kind of thing like it was natural it wasn't like he was yeah well you know I thought was interesting like though um, yeah I thought that 
Let's see. What's interesting is that, you know, when they went to fans in the crowd, those are the exact questions I thought a fan would ask. Like, so ingrained into the product that they want to get one over on the heel and be clever about it. Like, that's what I thought would happen. And it's weird because I wonder if he thought that people would give him more hard-hitting questions. Um, so yeah, it was, just, it was interesting to think about it from a fan's perspective because those did not seem like fed questions to him. Like, do you miss Becky Lynch as your partner in the Mix Mass Challenge? Like, I don't see them feeding yeah, that. Yeah, like, what? Somebody. Yeah, so. Did you notice, though, that that was the little girl who asked that question? Right? Yeah. Did you notice as Sammy's, like, Zinging her and or what you know his response his snarky smart ass response they cut back to her standing next to uh, I think it was Caleb Braxton and the little mm-hmm. girl goes to like respond in real time this is where and she's like now your this is where your theory of I don't think these were fed lines and Caleb Braxton uh, Caleb was like uh, held onto that mic like nope and snatched it back from that little girl like. No, 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 no. You got your your question. You don't get call and response because who knows what you're going to You're, you know, whatever. Who knows what that little girl could say. And then when Sammy said his thing about Seth Rollins, the little girl's, I assume, little or smaller, younger sister, was like, oh, bug eyes. Like, it, it certainly worked for them, <laughs> his response. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sure you didn't mean Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? <laughs> so that was... Uh, yeah, that was that was uh that was something. <laughs> uh but the segment itself, I mean, good lord, what did it accomplish? What was it for? What was that? And the electric chair? They called it an electric chair because it looks like an electric chair, but it was a half ass lie detector chair that did he ever get hooked into in any kind of way? No. I mean no. Travis, they weren't adding him into the chair. They made a point of having a chair. They could have bought a goddamn steel chair and just had him sit in the middle of the ring in that. Instead of going to the expense of either having that built or buying it from some, I don't know, magic shop or something that they wherever the hell they got that thing. Houdini fucking place. Just to destroy it. Uh, you know, later. They could have not done that. And I didn't get it. It was it was it was odd. And to be the show immediately after, or after uh, to be the first show after Double or Nothing, it's almost like I think they did watch Double or Nothing and was like, oh yeah, we're going to go to complete opposite. We don't do that. Good wrestling and in race storytelling. Yeah. I mean, what I found really interesting was they did cut. Um, they did cut the Ricochet Cesaro match for Death Match of the Night. They didn't cut that from the cut they gave to Hulu. And Hulu was like, don't be mad at us, y'all. Yeah, they were like, oh, that, that we, we, take, we take what we get. Mm-hmm. Like, Let us clear this up. Most professional, like, mm-hmm. that's them over there I've ever seen. <laughs> so that was, I'm glad that's cleared up, though, all these years. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm pretty sure we 
that question had been asked and answered in years past. I mean, they've been on who, who for, for years now. Um, since they've been three hours, they've been on Hulu. Um, Uh, but it's, it was it was good to have that reiterate and let people know that yes. And in this context, before it was just before it was probably just a curiosity. Like, hmm, I wonder how last night Monday into t- Tuesday it was. What the fuck, Hulu? And Hulu was like, "Don't be mad at us, man." Yeah, man, we chill, we chilling over here, dog. We don't we? Mm-hmm. Hey, give us a cut. We rock with the cut. What? Had me a Yim beat fucking Bianca. Wow. Me and Yim track's been showing for the last three weeks. I assume this is all the same station. I'm good on you, dog. You got to chill out. They have been. I'm not busting. They've been, I mean, no woman wants a fucking track. It seems like it was all taped the same day. Yeah. Yeah, Like, it clearly was, like, the day or two. (laughs) Just mad tapes. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, oh, nobody has their hand up. I see callers, but nobody has their hand up. Hit one if you want to get on air. Um, yeah, what other, uh, what else happened? Who's interesting? What the hell is up? Um, with, what are they, what do you, what do you think week two of the 24 seven championship? I mean, if it's if it's just a vehicle to to let our truth do fun things, then I'm fine with it because that's what it seems to be right now. Um, okay. Again, our truth has just found a way to get into main events of shows <laughs> the last year, um, and I, I thought it was cute. Like, for, if I'm looking at it through the lens of a way to get the comedy, you know, you're going to get into it, then I'm like, okay. I think that the USO block party was too cute. Um, I like that them in the revival don't get along, but it seems more like we know we're both really good, but we irritate the hell out of each other. I'm kind of okay mm-hmm. with that, but it was just kind of too cute, and, you know, um, I mean, not really a whole lot more to it. Like, next week, we get the Ray Samoa Joe stuff. Um, I thought that, you know, Nikki Cross and, and Becky did just fine. Um, the Iconics were just fine. They were just... They spent the first 50 minutes of that show talking on Raw. Mm-hmm. The first match was 50 minutes in, and it was Shane and Lance and why? Yeah. Like, I, I don't really know what else to put out there in the world as far as what they presented because it wasn't a whole lot else. I think that, like, that's the best pop I've heard Kofi Kingston probably ever get um, coming out Monday, so that's a good sign. Like, I think... They've been booking him like a good champion. Like he's yeah, been he beating everybody. He's been aggressive. Um, he got a he wins, he takes a beat down. He walks it off. Like I thought they they've been they've been booking him well. He's been having really good matches on top of that and and cutting strong promos. Yeah, I didn't think his promo with Owens at the beginning of SmackDown was great or even good, but his the match itself was really good and. And he pulled from underneath. He won in the end with his finish, clean. He celebrated, and he didn't get, you know. I was waiting, like, ah, they're going to beat him down again. That was what I was afraid of. Because it's one thing to, you know, so, you know, get beat down, but it's another thing to yeah, get your ass kicked week after week after week. Uh, so, yeah, so he's at least uh, 
like you said, he's beating everybody. He's they're not doing that that thing where he's the champion, but he's taking non-title loss after non-title loss. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I I am thrilled, March. So three four months into the the the, the, the Kofi uh, Kofi Mania. It's it's better than CM Punk's WWE Championship run, <laughs> and Punk didn't even have another World Champion to contend with on another show. It just was it was him, and he still he could be in main events and shit. Yo, let's uh let's go back to the phone line. Let's uh, let's bring Boris on. I think for two weeks in a row. Look at, look at this. You get to talk to Boris this week, Cam. Boris, what's on your mind, man? What's going on, Travis? I enjoyed you on social media as well. Your your Las Vegas um, fun. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. With, 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 with it being announced that he can wrestle in New Japan and possibly other promotions, it's already been announced he's going to wrestle Pentagon Junior. And Juice mm, okay. So he gets to face oh, off with. Wait, where is he going to wrestle Pentagon? In in a Mexican promotion. Uh, or in, hold on. What is Rich on with you? No, he's he's not on the line. Well, when they announced these matches, I seen the I seen the title to where he was going to be wrestling, but I wasn't familiar with. It. But I know it's coming up, so I know it's, it's the in the fight to three feet, the fight feet fighter, or something. Fighter fest. But it's soon. But it's real soon. Okay, so because if he's facing Juice Robinson in New Japan, that's one thing. But um, I, the, the idea that they're going to let Dean that, that they're going to let John Moxley wrestle for random indie in Northeast United States or somewhere in the Midwest to some real deal indie, I think it's a bad idea. Not yeah, because uh, of, apparently Joseph chimed in, guys. Uh, Moxley's mm-hmm. wrestling Pentagon in Northeast Wrestling. There you go. See? Yeah. But here. I, I don't know what, what Northeast Wrestling's budget is, but I, I, <laughs> like to get an extra 200 people in, or is that really worth spending what the money it's going to cost to get those two guys in right now? They're, you know, they probably can charge as much as they've ever could charge on that scene. And no, I am. Gee, how many more eyeballs can any that or who the promotion you just said get? How many more can they fit in the building that they can afford? Like, I, I just you're going to blow up your whole summer budget to have John Moxley and Pentagon show again. I don't know how these things. I'm not a promoter. I don't. Know, maybe it's worth it. Maybe their margins aren't as thin as I'm thinking. There. Maybe this is more. One of the successful money making uh, indies, but New Japan—that's different. I just actual indies, I think, is a bad idea. Like you're a big time company, you're paying big time money for big time years to a big time star. The fact that the idea that he's going to be wrestling in some in some gym or some armory every other weekend is not a good look. Wait, Travis. What I took from it is that. He's gonna do this until he start start wrestling with AEW, and then it's gonna, then it probably become. Did he already start? Whenever they when they when they um either when they team up with the promotion, but this is him making money before he start 
his, his you know, his uh, official run as AEW. AEW. That's what I got. Okay. Okay. I I I have I would admit that that's that's different from he's all he's an AEW roster member. He signed a contract and in I read it as or you know, took it as that was a part of the contract he signed that he's allowed to do indie. And a part of that is, you know, New Japan and this thing we can do doing in NEW. That's how I took it. If, you, if, it, if you're telling me it's different and it's just the lead up and like most people do, they're still taking, I guess that's, that's okay. I don't yeah. Think about it. These are matches that we didn't, this wasn't, wasn't possible just a few months ago. You know what I'm saying? Just when that announcement that changed the whole dynamic. So, oh wow, now, you know we're gonna get to see him in the in the environment of a real territory now, and so we get to see exactly where he's at, as far as wrestling, what style he's gonna use. Because right now he's just brawl. so we get to see exactly how he's gonna wrestle with Juice Robinson, because you know it don't have to be a the hard hit style. You know what I'm saying? We get to see two different versions. Of how he can wrestle because Kittigar is, you know, a AAA style. You know how they wrestle. So we're getting to see him adapt. And, you know, it's, it's just, to me, it's interesting. I just want to see how he fared now because, you know, we've seen how Cody wrestled. And, you know, yeah. Cody has never been the, the top wrestling guy, you know. But he got to go out here and he made his list and he wrestled these different people. I'm just excited because I might get to see him wrestle Suzuki guy. And now, he might be in the same one. Real quick, think of the spot Juice Robinson is in. Like, think of Juice Robinson from 2014 when he left, you know, C.J. Parker when he left. uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how promising his C.J. Parker fight for the environment, what he could have done with that if he would have gotten to the main roster and been anything but just some jobber or, or, you know, there was no 205 live then or anything. Um, to go, you know what, I want to go somewhere else so by the time I get back here, if I ever come back here, it's because I'm a big star you guys want me, not because I'm some guy in developmental. Think of that C.J. Parker compared to Juice Robinson about to wrestle to just newly free <laughs> John Moxley. Like, and what that's going to do for his career. Uh, Juice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to know how he became the guy that, like, like uh, how that came about. Are him and Ambrose, or sorry, him and Moxley friends? Are there an intermediary that's just like, this would work? Trust me, guys, I know both of you. This would work. I, I'm very interested to know how this particular match, how they came to, because uh, uh, apparently it was set up a long time ago. People, somebody's been tormenting. Uh, like man, yeah. he, he did one in a in a room, you know. He cut a promo in a room. I'm like, okay, how fast? Man, he's making. I mean, these videos just popping out, and I'm hoping just right. Like he didn't make all these videos in the last two weeks, even the last month. Or two. <laughs> he was making these videos under contract with WWE. That's I think that's the one thing that's pretty clear. <laughs> he dropped. He is a video of him tapping the knife. You see? That yeah. Oh, enough with the knife in the bottle. In the broken bottle. Stop it. Yeah. No. No. I'm just saying. No. You're not going to kill anybody. You're not going to stab or slice no, no, anybody. No, no, no. Stop. I don't like that imagery. I've always been looking at that as a Travis. No, I just wasn't. No, no, no. I thought about it and I wanted to put that out there. That's, <laughs> no. Don't do that. You 
know what? Finish making your point. Debbie Downer, Travis. I'm, you make, I'm excited. <laughs> you take no, I'm just out. saying that one part of the video. Like, no, just stop it with the knife and the broken bottle because no one's going to die. No one's going to get sliced up. So why fucking, uh, why invoke that kind of uh, imagery? It's not a kendo. He's not walking with a kendo stick or even a baseball bat or billy club or something. He's walking around a fucking fancy curved, you know, like, you know, knife. Come on. Or she knows so better than that. What would you prefer? Anything not a fucking knife or a gun, something that's going to kill somebody. Like something that works in the context of pro wrestling. It's not a big deal. I'm not like, it's not a make or break thing. I'm just saying, hey, chill out with the murder implements. So is it anybody you want to see him face? You know, before ACW, anybody out here that you, you you know, you've been checking out a little bit. Anybody you interested in seeing him match up against? You know, the ace. Um, who's the ace? Sonny Siaki? The ace in the home? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have a particular uh wish list or or or, or uh, um dream car or dream match okay. for for Moxley. I mean I like okay. Sam Russell. I don't yeah. I'm not big giant fans of those guys anyway, but but I trust you guys that are, so sure. But those guys don't fuse. They don't do programs like I'm used to. So I don't – like, they'd have a good match, I'm sure. But, you know, it's different. I want to – it's like, who would you want to see him feud with for two or four months? That's what I'm more interested in. And I'd also like – I didn't – and I'm glad I, I, I thought of this. I didn't like the idea of – who said it? Kenny Omega? Someone said, you know, the, the – Maybe it was Tony. It might have been Tony Khan. He's like this. He's like the one thing that's going to set us apart is our standout, stellar wrestling. Blah blah blah. And I was just like, ah, I, I wish they wouldn't go down, go down that that's route. Him. Where that's the, that's the fan in him talking like that. That's the fan. Okay, I hope so because the the the, the storyteller in him and the promoter in him should. I always ask the question: If you had one, if they could, if they said you're starting a promotion and you can only have, you can only excel at one thing. You either you're either known for your great wrestling or your great storytelling. I'm picking the storytelling and characters every single time because we've seen wrestling get over and make a ton of money when the wrestling ain't shit, right? And even in 2019, I don't think you're wrestling. You don't have to have the top-notch, state-of-the-art wrestling to make a bunch of money. WWE does, does it. Or they do. They have state-of-the-art wrestlers, but they, because of how they wrestle and the frequency, they can't you know, do what they do, that kind of style. The, the wrestling style, they don't need to be the best, the most breakneck, the most high-spottiest company. Just build characters, build up feuds, build matches, and tell good stories in, 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 in doing so. And, and those guys are good, talented, great wrestlers. That'll that'll just be there. And <laughs> like y'all got a bunch of scrubs. But if, again, having my brothers, if I could only have one, I'd take that storytelling and character, that character development. Very different. So yeah, anything else before we uh, before we let you go? Of course. Well, what we're saying, they'll have TV time to actually tell the story. And, and like I said, they're gonna get he's gonna get tested. Because 
you know, Tony, as he, he's been around wrestling for a while, so he knows, he knows what a, a good story it is. So, yeah. yeah, with you, I'm just waiting. I'm trying to be patient and, you know. Yeah, I'm not rushing anything. They haven't had one TV show yet. Um, um, that's they, get all, that's they get all the that's benefits of the doubt at this point. Like, they've done everything that 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 I'll give them all the benefits of the doubt. Like, I'll be patient. I'll wait till they get TV. I'll even wait weeks in before I really start judging. Unless it just comes out like gangbusters. But even if stuff isn't great, it's like, well, you know, let them get their feet under. Again, I'm not impressed with the lower, the mid and lower tier of the card. Um, I, I think even some of your main eventers, and I specifically like Hangman, I just don't know if they're like, you know, we'll see. And he'll have to, you know, be on TV and cut promos and prove that he's a, you know, a, a main, a national, a national star, and, a, and an act that should get should get pushed on the mainstream national wrestling TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a year in probably before you can really really start judging what they what they're what they're doing as a company. And that's not even an early. I don't want that to sound like an early, uh, a, a, a retro, uh, a, a, not retro, um, just a pre kind of cop out. Or if they suck for six months, <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> so, wow. all right, Boris, man, appreciate you. All right, have a good one. Later, man. All right. Oh, damn, Rich, Rich dropped off. I was gonna bring him on. He had his hand up. Um, shit. You would think this would be the week where, uh, woo! Oh my God. Kushida does like a hip toss into like this uh, 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 an armbar, armbreaker kind of thing. Holy smokes. Very smooth as hell. Oh, like reverse that. This is good. I think that, you know, people saw AEW and I think so many of them got what they wanted. Like the vindication was there and I think that because it was a show on a Saturday night, they got a lot of that emotion out, and they got to talk on a lot of shows or listen to a lot of shows. So I think, um, you know, a lot of the thoughts and sentiment is already out there, and so people aren't quite as vocal about it right now. Um, But, yeah, again, like, for something to be that overwhelmingly positive, I think that's why you get, uh, you know, why we don't have 15 thousand callers right now because they liked it. Like there's nothing you know what I mean? And so like it's just what do you say on top of that? You say more when you have more negative things to say. Right. You did sure do. I mean it's so much it's only so much you can gush and say it was great or good matches or I like this or I like that. Um <laughs> kinda like damn I wish something something real bad happened. Get some get our, get our traffic going. <laughs> Um, so, all right, shit, we might as well, uh, wrap this bitch up, head down south, talk to the real, well, take one more thing, but yeah, uh, yeah, Darrell, what's going on? What's going on, Trav Dang, man, y'all in early today? I mean, shit, why not? I was waiting for you, I was like, if Darrell don't show his ass back up here, I saw you on the line earlier, like, he gonna miss out, because, I mean, shit, we talked about all the important stuff, man, all the info. 
Unless y'all want to hear, oh, I gambled yeah, and won some money. I, I, I officially gambled in Vegas. I don't gamble. I don't, I've never gambled, like, in a casino. I've never been in a casino until I got to Vegas, actually. Um, Man, you should um, but, dunk it on Cam for talking about um, he, he got friends in Vegas that not going uh, they're talking about that ain't going after no women. I ain't going to say the word that he used. No. I told I told him that before he left. He's not going to do that to me. I told, I told him what he's supposed to be doing out there. Travis was like, nah, I'm chilling. He's going to do that to me for telling the truth. Yeah. No, I was, you know, that wasn't a plan. <laughs> I was like, chill. <laughs> I was talking. And um, Cameron, you need to stop. You need to stop um killing my timeline with that craziness, man. I opened up my um Twitter today and seeing that foolishness um that you wrote blew my mind. I had to get right back off. Wait, wait, what did I, what did I say? Yeah, which which foolishness was this? With that picture, with that picture, with that picture, talking about um yeah. Somebody getting down on the knees and all that. I was, oh, really? I <laughs> what a wild shirt. So, see, you, you, you know, and I didn't even see that one, but you know Cam's shenanigans on Twitter is is bad when it hasn't even been a four or five days since you was with your chicken chow mein, lo mein special post that you posted the other day. I read some tweet. I don't even tweet it. That was horrific. <laughs> No, that's not. That's like Trump. That ain't even that. That's out of the news cycle. That was five news cycles ago. And then posted seven other controversial things. If it ain't that blowing, if it ain't that talking crazy, the arguing with uh, back and forth with people, then and the the every hour telling these people that they don't got no hoes. Hey, <laughs> I mean, they don't. Hey, Why? They don't. Hey, I'm man, Both of y'all, both, both, uh, um, 
whole reason the argument is about the same thing. So goddamn, like <laughs> both of y'all gonna hey, say, "Well, you ain't allowing me to have fun. You ain't allowing me to have fun." Both of y'all shut the hell up. It's a lose lose situation. Shut up. We like, try talking to Rich on VIP. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but I guess man, just um seeing and, and looking at Cam um killing my um, timeline with the craziness and um blowing my mind every time I open up the thing, and then I see it was a great weekend for wrestling to a point and for everybody for, on one side and for other people it was a uh, I guess a uh, little breakdown or whatever. Uh, other than that, you know I'm ready to see um take over this weekend see what go go on there. I don't know if y'all talked about or gave y'all prediction on the matches. Oh, it's for the NXT? Yeah. Yeah, for the NXT. I think, um, um, come on Saturday. Yeah, I think, I think Cole retain. I mean, not Cole, I think Gargano retains. I think Dream retains. I think, like, I actually think, uh, Street Profits win the title. Um, and Shayna retains. You don't think Trips um um shake it up by putting the tag team titles back on undisputed era? And you got uh, uh, versus, my, my um, thing is I think they're telling strong. a good story with that group. Um I, I think that story lessens when somebody's holding a title. Like I think that the goal is for them to eventually split and I think it has to be um they can't maintain the same level of success. Like I like I think I don't know. I just think the way they presented the Street Profits as being the team to even get a fake visual pin on the War Raiders and them being the ones who wanted the War Raiders, I think it does a lot for them to have that team on top. Um, like as a babyface tag team, especially Montez Ford. Right, really? uh, I think that's the way to go. So, yeah. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. That was wait, wait, is Trav getting mad at you? For leaving the sound on on your phone yeah, during the show, it wasn't even the sound. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, it was the buzz. It was the buzzing. He was already being courteous, and I still got mad. Now, I'm sure. I'm sure Darrell. I know where Darrell's from. I'm sure, like his his ringer is actually a duck. Very sure. <laughs> yep, yep. It's just a basic ring. Matter of fact, to keep people off me. I have the same ringtone for the um, message, the message ringtone that you get the text message. That's my um, call ringtone, so you can't tell me what it is. I can always <laughs> say, well, you know, it's a text message. <laughs> so, you know, just doing that. But um, I was just thinking that they they were gonna let Roger Strong win, get a win over um, the Super Bro, uh, you know, uh, original Bro. So he can take on Dream next, and then you know they start the process of um, it, them getting the title. All four of those guys, and then do the breakup, or maybe get them <clears throat> on their yeah, way. Yeah, if you get, if you put the title on them, I think that's a sign that they're going to stretch it out. Even if it's just another round of tapings, but they're going to, you know, they're going to uh, stretch the thing out. But we'll have to see. Yeah, because they got another um, Survivor Series coming up pretty soon, I think. Uh, that's when the next time they're doing something. So, you know, they pretty don't soon. know if they can build up anybody else. Uh, I mean, they, they, they typically run a, run a SummerSlam weekend show, right? Yeah. 
Uh, is that next? I don't know. Which I, I, if, if I think that'd be the Are next. in Toronto this year? This is the first year, or is this where they in Toronto? They were in Toronto last summer, but yet they're not doing SummerSlam in Brooklyn anymore, or at least, you know, for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all end this on quick, man. Who, who y'all see on y'all predictions on who's going to win the finals? And um, Trav, man, you got to check out that um, Promise Neverland, man. I told you that's a good one. And your um, Attack on Titans have got great. I know you waiting on that to come out in English. Um, wait, um, what was the first thing? Promise Land? Promise Neverland, man. Promise Neverland. Oh wait! Didn't I watch the the trailer for that last week or something on air? Rich got me to or on VIP. Did you listen to VIP last week or oh. two weeks ago? Rich uh, had me watch that on so. on on like live, and I reacted and I, I forget it what it was week. about. I think it was the week after, the week before. But I forget what it was about. Like, give me what was it about? What's the basis? These um these ki- these genius kids trying to um. Escape this uh, place that they got all these genius kids at, and you know, kids, so, so morning, so morning like Lord. <laughs> the Nick Spencer book, something like that. Yep. Okay. And I, I want to say, uh, One Punch Man has been really good so far. It's been really good. And what did you say about Attack on oh, Titans? Right. Um. Oh man. It, oh man. Probably the best anime out. No, no, no. You said something about it's in the, something in English. Um, it's coming out of English soon, but it's the uh, best anime out right now. I know you ain't watching it while it's uh, still being dubbed, but it's the best anime out right now. Well, it's the only one I watch, so I agree. <laughs> yeah, it I'm is glad, the best I'm one glad out. they were, they were co- seen to recover, have recovered fully from that thing they call season two. Oh, yeah. You'll love this season. Then it's longer. You can split it up in two parts because they did it. They split it up in two parts. And Cam, you right. One Punch Man is on the way, man. I'm waiting next yeah. two. Sure I know a lot of people um, don't like the animation. Uh, I'm um, I'm gonna say Warriors in five. I just think that Toronto is is a good team with a great player. Um, I I don't think that. I think this team is better coached. This team can move faster. And this team is not afraid of the big lights, and they've been there before. And outside of Kawhi Leonard, nobody's really been there. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've watched him be able to have great games against that team specifically, but I just think they have too much firepower. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, Warriors and five. Okay. You know, they calling him the closest thing to Jordan now. I don't know what that narrative is. He's amazing. It seems like everybody's talking about him as the next thing to Jordan. That's crazy. What it is, I mean, it's his size. Um, It's how how he plays isolation, Um, the way that he shoots. Like, I I understand where it's coming from. And, And all due respect to Kobe, like, Kawhi's not a volume shooter, even though Kobe looked like Jordan, you know, um, He's not a he's not a volume shooter. He's more he's more efficient. And the way he can play around the rim, the way he doesn't have to throw his body into things, like I understand where they're coming from. I'm not saying that they're right, but I, I see what's causing that reaction. But 
He is that good. Yeah, yeah. Happened well, to Milwaukee. Man, like, what the hell? Man. I mean, somebody explain to me what happened. Yeah, to that. Tell me who plays yeah. for Milwaukee besides Giannis, Travis. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's what happened. Damn. Well, Did they lose in five? They lost in six after they were up. Six. Two zero. You got to get a jumper, Travis, or a floater. If you can't shoot, if you can't shoot ten feet away from the goal, you know what I'm saying? That's a hey, problem. you ain't got to tell me that. And the Sixers know better than anybody. <laughs> you need somebody that can hit a goddamn jump shot. Not somebody, but your star, you know, somebody. I should say. Uh, all right, appreciate you, Darrell. Talk to you next time. All right, you guys. Yeah. All right, man. All right, so that does it for us this week on the. Uh, Shorter than usual show, but certainly uh, information packed, and yeah, we'll probably get into some more Vegas stories uh, um, in the VIP. So, free folks, this is it for you, VIPers. Click over, Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content, and like I said, Vegas stories and uh, talk about you know Chicago because I think. I think I'm going to Chicago. I got these damn vouchers. Oh, oh, Frontier screwed me the first night. I missed the night in Vegas. Um, and Frontier screwed me, but I might get to go to Chicago because I got like $500 in vouchers. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it might have been worth it after all. So, uh, so yeah, so, again, VIP click over. We'll be, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, until, uh, until, until next time. Uh, that's Cameron. I'm Travis. We're out. Later.